Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Cougar Sports with Ben Crennel. And it's time for Recruiting the Cougars. An inside look at the latest news on the recruiting trail surrounding Cougar Athletics. Welcome back, Cougar Sports ESPN 960. This is Cougar Country. I'm Ben Grittle, broadcasting live from our Les Schwab Tire Studios, LesSchwab.com. Uh, stop in at any Les Schwab location. Get VIP products, VIP service, VIP discounts. Mention ESPN 960 or myself at Les Schwab, LesSchwab.com. And it's time for a Cougar Beat, or excuse me, a recruit in the Cougars. Excuse me, it's going to be brought to you by Dental Pros of Utah, DentalProsofUtah.com. If you've been told you need a filling, a crown, a root canal, just get a second opinion at Dental Pros of Utah, where they utilize the best biomimetic techniques just check out their google reviews if you don't uh, if you don't believe me they are the best uh conserve your money and conserve your teeth the biomimetic way dental pros of utah dental pros of utah.com let's get out to the about time public grub hotline welcome in casey lundquist byu sports illustrated to get a crew in the cougars segment under our belt casey uh signing day is almost here man uh the most wonderful time of the year for guys like you i feel how you how you been how are you holding up uh during the recruiting season it's been good. Uh, it, it's an exciting time of year, typically, but this year it's it's especially action packed. Um, I think normally in December you've got you know maybe three to five guys that you're watching, but uh, this year it's more like ten to fifteen. So BYU is still in the hunt for uh, a lot of really talented players, and I think it's going to be a really exciting finish over the next six or seven days. Casey, what what are you keeping your eyes on right now? You mentioned certain players. Um, are you looking at position group needs? Are you looking at, you know, like certain high-profile players that um, still have BYU in the mix and all of a sudden BYU could hit a home run late in the game? Give me give me just like where your, your eyes are casting right now. Yeah, I think it's impossible to ignore what's going on with the defensive line right now uh you have a really talented group already committed um and and then you have six or seven guys that byu is still in the running for by my list um they there's kakai burnett there is kini fonohema there is ephraim asiata asiata naki to um to a koi there is sunny um Sonny Tuala, sorry, all these names all back-to-back are hard to pronounce. But then there's Tonga Lolohea. Um, I think that's six alone that BYU is targeting, and there's a few more that BYU is also um, 
just kind of monitoring that are committed to other schools. Then you've got four or five in the class already committed. At the end of the day, you could have eight or even nine defensive linemen committed in this class. And it really feels like this could be the class that we look back on and, and we say, you know, that was the class that, that turned the tide of the defensive line play at BYU. Um, there's been kind of a lot of, uh, of clamoring for more pass rush and, and more pressure in the backfield. And, and to a certain extent, you know, that, that's what fans like to see. But um, at the end of the day, it is really important to have really talented, um, capable defensive linemen in Jay Hill's scheme. And I think the, the new staff um, had a year to look at the talent on the roster and say, you know, we need to get better in a lot of ways. And so they're attacking the recruiting trail as hard as they can trying to get defensive line. And I think that that's what you've seen over the last, you know, six or seven weeks is BYU has, has really um, become a, 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 or a contender for some of these highly, highly coveted guys. And um, I think they're going to get a few more before or uh, on signing day. Casey, you wrote about flip season in your latest article. Flipsies? Flip season. Oh, flip! I thought you said flipsies. I was like, I kind of like that. Flipsies. Well, you could call them flipsies, I yeah, suppose. Yeah, you're, you're a flipsy. Let's, let's coin a phrase, flipsies. flipsies. You wrote about flipsies. How do you like that? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but you wrote about it, and you mentioned that BYU hasn't been able to really pull off a lot of signing day flips, but they're hoping to, to change that trend. Um, how do they do that, and how important is flipping athletes today in the era of NIL and uh, the transfer portal. Yeah, I think even historically speaking, before this year, BYU would have 80, 90, 80 to 90 percent of their class locked in by the time the calendar turned to December. Um, so in terms of signing day flips, they, they haven't had a lot historically because you know, they weren't pursuing that many guys that were committed to other schools or that were, you know, being recruited by, you know, 10, 12 um, schools, these highly coveted guys. Uh, BYU now, they, they're on a level playing field. They're in a P4 conference. They're, um, the teams that they're recruiting against can't say, hey, don't go to BYU. They're not in a Power 5 league. And I think BYU is able to um, to sell themselves and sell a, a really strong fan base. And now they're in the running for some really competitive players. Why they haven't been doing that in the past, I think it's a little bit of a change of philosophy. Um, but I do think you're going to see more of that in the future, especially as the coaching carousel heats up earlier and earlier every year. I think um, LJ Martin and his recruitment was a product of Stanford having a new head coach last year, and a lot of the guys that um, that BYU is trying to to bring as a late addition to the class, most notably Kakai Burnett, who was on an official visit last weekend. Um, he he was committed to Oregon State before Jonathan Smith left for Michigan State. That opened the door for BYU to get him on a visit, and now they're you know they're pushing to see if they can get a last minute signing. So um, it. In the turbulent world that is college football right now, where rosters are so fluid, um, last-minute signings or, or flip season, like that's going to be a big part of 
of um, compiling a roster. If you think of teams BYU played this year, um, Dylan Gabriel was a signing day flip for Oklahoma. He originally committed to UCLA, flipped to Oklahoma at the last second, and and that was the quarterback that ended up, um, you know, coming and playing for the Sooners uh, just a few weeks ago. So um, it's it's going to be important. There's going to be a lot of things that are changing and evolving, but one thing will always be true, and that is these these kids are still young. They make decisions quickly and and they change their minds. And as long as that will always be the case, then BYU can continue to recruit these kids that they have relationships with, even if they go to other schools until signing day and, and say, you know, maybe their coaches leave or, or maybe, you know, there's, there's an external circumstance that's changing the recruitment. And that allows BYU to get a foot in the door and to try to flip a, a recruit. Who are your high-priority guys, the, the ones that uh, you're going to spend your Pareto principle time? You know, you're going to spend 80% of your time with these guys because, like, they're so impactful. Of the guys that they're still recruiting? That they're trying to recruit right now, trying to get to, to Brigham. Yeah, good question. Um, we, we've mentioned a few of them already. I, I would put Kai Burnett on that list. I would put Kini Fonohema, Kainakua, Ephraim Asiata, um, I would put Naki on that list. Um, Sonny Tuala and Falatau Satuala. I think those those seven guys, those are probably your top top priorities right now. Um, and then you have a few others that um, that you're trying to bring in as well. But but those are um, if you had to pick any guys out there that you could bring in next year, those are those are probably your guys. Offensively, like I feel like there's like there's a lot of like a defensive guys you just mentioned, right? Like, am I inaccurate? Is that is that? I mean, a majority of the guys are defensive guys that you just mentioned. Yeah, I think I think all but one was defensive. Let me see. I think Kay Nakua was the lone offensive player on that list. Right. Okay. So, offense was was boo boo. It was it was doo doo. As Brian Logan says, you know what is it? Boo boo Johnson. Dudu Stevens, like that's what it was. It was it was atrocious, just not good enough. Uh, now they look better. Oklahoma, Oklahoma State uh, started running maybe the ball a little bit better. Um, you know there were some mistakes, no doubt, but uh, looked maybe slightly improved in those last two games. What are we doing offensively right now? I feel like there's a ton of momentum defensively. Jay Hill, uh, you know Justin Anna, K Pop. Sione Puha, they're going out and uh, leaving no stone unturned right now, finding some dudes. There, I love Trey, love Therian Alexander the thirties on an OV. There's a lot of OVs right now. There's some dudes coming in that can make an impact as freshmen, as JUCO players, or as transfer players. What are we doing offensively right now, brother? It's a valid concern. I would say at least at least on the surface, um, we don't know what's going to happen in the next few weeks in the transfer portal. But to me, this taking a, a step back and looking, you know, from 10,000 feet, it really feels like the defensive staff had a year at, at BYU and they said, all right, like in order to run the scheme that we really want to run, we need to rebuild the talent beginning with the high school ranks. The, the transfer portal is really good at patching holes, uh, but to sustain success in college football, you have to have, really consistent and high-level high school recruiting. 
So I think that was the philosophy on defense, and I think we're seeing that come to fruition. On offense, uh, they've been really good for two or three years, and then this last year was, you know, a nightmare, not not to be overly dramatic. But the regression was way worse than anybody could have anticipated. Philosophically, it looks like the offense is more content to reload through the transfer portal if if we're looking at this list alone, which is a list of high school and JUCO players. Yeah. On offense, you're probably going to bring in a transfer quarterback. That's at least the intention. You're probably going to be bring in a transfer running back or even two. And then they're also, you know, on the lookout for two or three transfer offensive linemen. So it feels like a difference in philosophies is what we're really talking about here. Yeah. And who's pay, who, whose philosophy pays off, um, I, I guess time will tell. But I think in the very limited sample size we have in the transfer portal, um, you know, you look at Colorado last year who had by far and away the best transfer portal class in the country and that still couldn't make up for the core deficiencies that they had in the year prior in high school recruiting and i think for byu um you you have to be really encouraged by what you see from the defensive staff right now and i i think it's i I think it's um fair criticism to be a little skeptical of of what's happening on offense right now until proven otherwise and you know we could be having a call three weeks from now and maybe BYU lands their top targets in the transfer portal and maybe they're in a really good position for next year. Who knows? But mm-hmm. um, certainly in the future, if BYU wants to be a well-rounded team that plays complementary football, I think both sides of the ball will have to consistently recruit as well as I believe the defensive staff is going to recruit this class. I will say this. Uh, offensively like um i do like the core components offensive line i look at Braden kime waylon lapawahu connor pay and caleb Etienne coming back i know a lot of people don't like caleb it is what it is um he's extremely talented maybe the next guy can extract that talent right i like that core there's some good dudes there um i like the running backs lj martin i like hinkler and potty if he's healthy and i like miles davis i think those guys are solid um quarterbacks you know the, uh, jake is you know there's some question marks surrounding jake maybe there's nothing there uh, i do like our tight ends and fullbacks like i mean we really don't talk a lot about it but like guys behind isaac rex ethan erickson he's a good player uh mason Faka, who has shown a, a, a good ability as a fullback i liked what i saw from him in the past game receiving game ray paulo is extremely talented just got to get him in the right direction point him in the right direction um reiner swanson is a dude like reiner is a monster and i believe he's coming in to play immediately is he not jackson powers a dude a four-star right like that, that that's a that's a pretty good group is what i'm getting at so i like the core um, and so I don't want to be too harsh because I do like the core. Agree or disagree? Yeah, it, it's totally fair. And I, I, I wouldn't say, I wouldn't say what the offensive staff is doing right now in the high school ranks is is a disappointment by any means. Um, I think Reiner Swanson could very likely be the best player in the class. He is yeah. absolutely a stud. And I think he's one of those true freshmen that could come in and contribute right away. I think he's that good. 
Um, then you have you have other pieces um, like uh, Iki Tupo was a really really solid pickup last week. Yeah, um, I think he's a potential starting caliber tackle down the road. Um, that's a really important addition. Then you have you have quarterback No Lugo Enoch Watson. Um, it, it, it's so hard to know with with true freshman quarterbacks, right? Yeah. It's pre- it's pretty hard to tell until they're on campus um, what they're going to be able to contribute in the next year or two. But outside of those guys, the offensive class right now is just very small, and I think also you you have to give credit to particularly Fessy Satake in prior recruiting classes because he's got two of the best wide receivers in the state of Utah over the past few classes coming back off missions that are going to enroll in the program. Yeah, and, uh, Cody yep. Hagan and Don McKenzie. Yeah. So it, when when you factor that in, then mm-hmm. then the offensive class starts looking you know better and better. But just in terms of quantity, they're they're not many guys recruit or committed in this class on the offensive side. And that's why I believe there might be a slight philosophical difference in, in how the offensive staff is going to attack the transfer portal versus the defensive staff. I, yeah, I can't say that for sure, but, mm-hmm. but that's, that's where I believe this is headed. Yeah. I li- but I like... at the end of the day, it's BYU football and BYU football is only as good as, as it's quarterback play. So even though I like a lot of pieces along the offensive line, I I feel good about the wide receiver core. Um, I think you need to add another body or two at running back for depth. Um, tight end, we talked about Reiner Swanson. I think he's you know what one of the best tight ends in the country. You have to be happy about that. Mm-hmm. But it all it all comes down to quarterback play and and really BYU's season next year could hinge on whoever they sign in the transfer portal over the next few weeks. So um, it, it's really to be determined on the offensive side. But right now we have more signals of what's happening on defense, and those are really positive. Yeah, and I forgot to mention, I, I love me uh, that, those wide receivers. I mean, shoot, Cody, Chase, if you keep them all right, um, Keanu, uh, Darius, Keelan. Like those are all, that's a good wide receiver room. And to your point about quarterbacks, we got to find a quarterback and get him the football, right? Now, all those guys can win one on ones. Yeah, it's, and I um, forgot LJ. I forgot LJ, a freaking running back. He's your RB one. I love LJ. Right, L- LJ. LJ is a future star. Um, just just, how many years have we seen BYU survive with you know a, a starting running back for the whole year? There was like Tyler Algier in, in 2021, and outside of that, you know, there, there's been you know maybe one out of ten years where BYU survived with one starting running back. Um, so you, you're going to need to add a body or two there. But luckily, running back is one of those positions that it's that's a that's a really good position to go grab in the transfer portal. Um, there's a lot of really skilled backs there and uh, guys that can come and contribute right away. I forgot Josiah Phillips. I mean, JoJo, what a player! Like he's going to be really good. I mean, he's yeah. I, I mean, I'm kind of I'm just looking back at the off. But you're right. I mean, you know why? Let's let's break down the quarterbacks just real quick uh, before we let you go. Um, the depth chart. 
what do you like? What do you dislike about the depth chart right now? Where do you see it? And then what type of quarterback do you think Aaron Roderick is, is wanting to target this go-around in the portal? I think based on the offers that we've seen go out to transfer quarterbacks, I think Aaron Roderick wants uh, not necessarily a mobile quarterback, but a quarterback that can move around at least more than Keaton Slovis did. I think that's something that he's looking for. Um, in terms of re- returning quarterbacks, um, Jake Retzloff had some really positive moments, and there were also some really, really low moments. And, and at times, those moments cost BYU games, like the, you know, the interception against Oklahoma. Um, going into next year, I, I wouldn't rule out Jake as a, uh, as a potential starter at the quarterback position. But I do think you have to bring in someone to go and compete with him and someone that, that could potentially beat him out. Um, behind Jake, uh, I really am high on Ryder Burton's arm, arm talent. Um, we'll, we'll see what progress he's been able to make over the last year as a scout team quarterback. Um, but if he's able to pick up the offense, um, start making some, some good decisions not to say he wasn't in the past but if he can prove that he can consistently do that then I think Ryder Burton is a guy that that could potentially be your starter in the future but I don't think you can go into next year banking on him being the guy and then Noah Lugo um, also really high on his potential he's a true dual threat he can beat you with his arm and his leg Um, but like like any other true freshman quarterback it's it's really really hard to count on any true freshman quarterback to come in and start right away outside of those, you know, high four-star, five-star guys. And even those guys, you know, more than 50% of the time, they struggle out of the gate. So um, really it comes down to Jake. What was Ryder able to do over the last, you know, six or seven months? And and who do they bring in from the transfer portal? And and I think one of those three guys will probably be your starter. And if I if I had to bet, I would I would probably bet the starting quarterback next year isn't on the roster yet. There you go, Casey Lundquist, ladies and gentlemen. What's the best way to support you, Casey, and what you do? Yeah, you can find us on uh, BYU Sports Illustrated. If you type in BYUSI or Coops Daily, then then we'll pop up on your Google search. Boom, baby! Uh, follow Casey. Always appreciate our time together, Casey. Great stuff as always. Thanks so much. Hey, thanks, guys. Have a good one. We'll get to Kevin Nixon here on the flip side, talk some BYU basketball, uh, tremendous segment. Casey, any takeaways, any gems, any commentary, follow-up, Double D? I know you love recruiting. Just that fortune favors the brave when it comes to recruiting, and now with the transfer portal, you have to cover a lot of ground as a coaching staff. Um, and, and a guy that maybe didn't even give you a second look when he came out of high school may be considering you now you have to figure out what it is that he likes and how to accentuate what you can offer yeah and and you have to build a roster in a much different way than you did several years ago that's for sure yeah yeah retention acquisition um incentives what what i see here is um athletic departments have had to become in football programs have had to become much much more professional and on point with their organizational design you better be on point. I'm looking at Miami. They have a general manager. Utah recently hired 
or pivoted someone into a general manager role, what does that general manager do? Well, probably oversees player personnel director, uh, oversees recruiting coordinator, oversees um, the collective and how funds are allocated to certain players. Why Why would that be? Well, the GM has to know the personnel, has to know who they're recruiting. He's discussing things with obviously the head coach and, and, and the position coaches of who they're targeting, right? But then you have to put a, a value to the player that you're bringing in and say, are they worth it? And what do we have currently on the roster? How are you retaining them? you got to become you, – you've got to be a, a, a true – you can't just be football coaches anymore, guys. You're not, just, you're not just coaching football anymore. You have to become a true corporate professional organization. And, and BYU's got to catch up in that regard, I think. You know? yeah, and there are a lot of different ways that you can attack it. Yeah. And there and there are some blueprints out there because other teams have already done it. So yeah. somebody Copy in the offense pace. department has to take a look at what every, you know, what's best practices everywhere else. Yeah, yeah. What's working in the SEC? What's working in the Big Ten? How can we emulate that given our funds and the way we've done things before? True. True, true. Uh, we'll go to break. Let's talk some hoop on the other side. Great segment with Casey Lundquist. Uh, you're listening to Cougar Sports on ESPN 960.